Welcome to the HJ Talks About Abuse podcast, the podcast where we talk about sexual abuse cases in the hope that it will assist listeners in openly discussing topics which have been ignored for too long. This podcast is brought to you by the abuse team at Hugh James. We are lawyers, so we tend to speak about the legal aspects of abuse cases, but we aren't too shy to speak up about the broader issues faced by survivors of sexual abuse too. We hope that you find it interesting, but more than that, if you are a survivor of sexual abuse, we hope that you find our discussion empowering. Hello, podcast listeners. My name is Alan Collins. I'm the partner who heads up the abuse team at Hugh James, and I'm joined by my colleague, Danielle Vincent. Hi, Danny. Hi, Alan. In this podcast, we are going to be talking about sexual abuse abroad, and in particular, we're going to be talking about a defendant by the name of James Alexandra, who I understand, Danny, has recently been convicted at Leeds Crown Court in respect of offences that occurred correct me if I'm wrong, in the Philippines. That's correct, yeah. Yeah, so do you want to give us a little bit of background to who this James Alexandra is and what he's supposed to have done? So James Alexandra was a music teacher who qualified here and then he'd gone out to Bangkok to work in a school over there. There was an investigation by the UK National Crimes Agency in respect of payments that he was making and it transpired that he was making payments to underground websites basically that were showing child porn in the Philippines and part of the investigation was concerned that he'd arranged to go over to the Philippines to abuse these children although that element was never proven and he wasn't convicted of that so you know we say that in speculation but he was charged and I think he has a sentence of five years in respect of payments made. Right. So he was an, an armchair sex offender, so to speak. So he was sat in front of his computer, laptop, whatever. And that's how he was facilitating or orchestrating the abuse of these kids in the Philippines. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. OK. Well, it just shows that the law has a, a long arm, so to speak because you would have thought, well, how on earth would this man be prosecuted in the UK in respect of something that was happening on the other side of the world? Yeah, especially as he was also out of the country when this was happening. So as I say, he was in Bangkok when this was happening, and then the offences were in the Philippines. So, you know, it does give us some faith, actually, that justice is keeping up with the technology of the world at the moment, which means crimes can be committed when you're nowhere near the place that it's happening. Yeah, well, this reminds me of a case that we had a couple of years back where we brought a civil case in the High Court here in London against Derek Slade, who had abused youngsters out in the Philippines where he was living at the time. He was back in the UK serving a prison sentence in respect of offences committed here in the UK many, many years ago, decades ago. The law caught up with him here and put him behind bars in respect of offences that he'd committed here. But he had left victims out in the Philippines who thought that they had been deprived of justice themselves. And so we were able to bring proceedings on their behalf against Slade here in the High Court. He defended those proceedings, so there had to be a trial. And the judge heard the evidence from here in the UK and took evidence from witnesses out in the Philippines and came to the conclusion that, you know, Slade had abused these 
youngsters out in the Philippines and entered judgment for them against Slade accordingly. And that, I think, was a first. I don't think that had ever actually happened in this country before. So um, it was very difficult, but it was successful. And uh, that was a first. I think since then, there's been maybe a case or two of a similar nature out in Australia. And we've recently been instructed in respect of a similar sort of case, in respect of allegations of sexual abuse in Cambodia. So I think what these cases demonstrate is that sex offenders who think they can go abroad and commit offences against children and young people are not going to get away with it. You know, they have pretty good chance they're going to be successfully caught and prosecuted in those countries, whether it's Cambodia, Philippines, Thailand, wherever it happens to be. And English law also has an extensive reach and they could be brought to book here in the UK not only in respect of criminal offences, but they can be held by the High Court for any civil wrongs that they've been committed as a result of their sexual offending. So, yeah, so I think, you know, it's, you know, very interesting because, you know, maybe 15, 20 years ago, all of this would have been impossible. But there's been a sort of revolution, so to speak, when it comes to trying to use the law and successfully using the law to bring these characters to book. Yeah, and I think if any of um, our listeners are you know, interested to learn more about this. I think I've put it in the blog that goes with this. There was actually a BBC investigation a couple of years ago. A presenter went out and followed basically a private investigation team. And one of the things that came out of that, which actually surprised me when I watched it, was the, the majority of the offenders were Brits or, you know, from the UK or from the US, which... I was really surprised about. I don't know if that surprises you, Alan, but it's... Well, there's, that's the Stacey Dooley documentary, which is, you know, it's not easy to watch, but it's very interesting and it's very illuminating, you know, to see how these poor people who are poor in every sense can be exploited. I think, you know, the authorities in these countries have a real problem with men coming from Australia, US, Germany, I think, as well as well as the UK to um, exploit children and young people. And of course, with, you know, the advent of webcams and everything, you know, technology, it's a lot easier, whether we like it or not, for, you know, this wonderful technology to be exploited by wrongdoers, and they can do so from the relative safety of their homes. Yeah. Anyway, on that sobering note, thank you for drawing that case to our attention, Danny. And as always, listeners, if you have any thoughts or comments in respect of this podcast or any of our podcasts, then please do get in touch. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of HJ Talks About Abuse. You can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify or your favourite podcast player. If you'd like to speak to us about something you've heard today, we'd love to hear from you. Email us at aboutabuse.com at hjtalks.co.uk